Welcome to another edition of Cross Coast Sports. We are joined today by a little throwback guest. Uh, welcome back, ATK. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Very hyped to be back for the MLB or MLB pennant race and a NFL start. Not a better time of the year. Yeah, man. It's the best time in sports. Damn right it is. So I kind of did a little spoiler of what we're doing for the show today. Um, let's just jump right into it. Let's start with uh, the MLB pennant races because I think we want to get into those before we get into the award nitty-gritty stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll start with the NL pennant race right now, because I think that one's a little bit more uh, interesting. We have currently the Dodgers are sitting at the top. You have the Padres a few games behind, and you got the Reds, Phillies, technically the Braves if they choke the division. A lot of teams in the mix there. Yeah. Um, who comes out of it? Who are the losers? Who are the winners? Thoughts in general? Give it to me. Um, I mean, obviously there's the NL West, which is the best division in baseball. That race is so much fun to watch. Giants and Dodgers. We thought at the beginning of the season it was going to be Dodgers-Padres, but Padres have kind of, kind of fallen off a cliff recently. Yeah, the Padres absolutely have disappeared over the last few weeks um i mean we talked about it at the deadline with the padres that we weren't impressed with what they did yeah um and the fact that they didn't get any pitching has come back to bite them i mean it's pretty predictable what's happened with the san diego padres in my opinion i yeah. think what we should talk about that what has been less predictable has been the new york mets disaster um and the yank well we'll get to the al later but the new york mets disaster and the NL East kind of back into chaos again. The NL yeah. East has been so bad that they've all sort of just evened out and just been around the exact same the entire year. Like they've, every single one of the teams have been so inconsistent that it's been consistent the entire year about what, like what's been going on. Yeah. The NL East is a complete disaster. I mean, the Braves, they definitely seem like the best team in that division. Um, but it, the Phillies and Mets are not that far behind with basically 500 records. So that tells you how much of a train wreck the NL East has been. Um, personally, I see the Braves coming out of it. I think they did enough to the outfield uh, to make up for the loss of Acuna. Um, the Phillies, I think, could sneak into a wild card spot, but they're going to have to beat out the Reds. Uh, and the, they've been a tough team down the stretch, too. What makes it even more interesting with the NL East is that almost all the all the teams in the running have awful schedules. I mean, you look at the Phillies, they have the worst remaining schedule. Atlanta has the uh, worst remaining, or the fourth worst remaining schedule. And the Mets are pretty bad as well. So you, like, you may see a really high, like, a quick increase in the wins or the winning percentage of all the teams at once. So it may just be whoever, like, fails to beat the teams that they should be beating. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at the Phillies and they, they are playing the Brewers at the moment, but after that, they basically play Pirates, Miami, uh, the Cubs. Um, and then it's, it's basically just their division. Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta's got uh, San Francisco outside of that. It's like, what is it? Arizona, the division, San Diego. Like it's, it's, 
it's the same same old team like it's it's going to be interesting to see whether one of these teams really takes advantage of it or if it's the same type of deal that we've been seeing where it's sort of just everyone floundering and whoever just happens to be first on the last day uh ends up taking it yeah that, i mean that's kind of what i see happening i just think because the braves are in the best situation right now i just think their pitching plus that lineup is just i think it's enough to push them over the top i don't know i'm i still would lean more to the braves but i would say it feels a little bit like a march madness game in the sense where the higher seed like you always assume the higher seed is going to win but then as it stays close as you get closer to the end of the game you start to feel the other the pressure from other teams like if it's a game back with the last series going, I could easily see the Phillies and the Mets take, uh, taking over because then you start getting that desperation, like feeling that you could make it. Mm. And given that the Braves haven't been able to find a run all year, they don't have their leader in Acuna. You never know if it comes down to the last few series. Yeah. Also, it's important to note with the Mets, they still have a couple of guys coming back, hopefully. Um, DeGrom, hopefully, is what he, can't, can't even say hopefully anymore what he happened looks with not like he's gonna come back for the rest of the season <sighs> he originally said what a week and a half two weeks that's not good they need him um but you know if the mets maybe get a couple of who, who else is out for the mets then i mean they back yeah i mean they've been pretty healthy over the past couple weeks um, most of their guys are back. They're just missing Grom and Syndergaard, really. I mean, and they're not really acting acting right. I mean, did anyone? Oh yeah, uh, Javier Baez giving a thumbs down <laughs> to the entire fan base. I mean, and we, then, uh, <laughs> not we only pointing that out in the interview, but also bringing in specific guys from his team and saying, "We all felt this way. The Mets fans suck, essentially." And then within a week later, like what is it? A week, two weeks later, their GM gets a DUI and is now on leave, like... The Mets are just always a disaster. Um, but yeah, I think... But we also have to take a look at the NL Central. I mean, the yeah. Brewers... Are, as good of the Giant, As good as the Giants have been, the Brewers are only four games back of them. They're a really good team, too. I mean, they're, they are led by a three-headed monster in their pitcher ro- rotation, Brandon Woodruff... Corbin Burns and Freddie Peralta have the all made Cy Young cases this season. Um, underrated for two. Yeah, underrated. And their offense, although it's not led by Christian Yelich, because I don't know what happened to Christian Yelich, but he has just been terrible over the past two years. Um, but the rest of the lineup has been mashing for the most part. I mean, you saw Daniel Vogelbach come in for a pinch hit grand slam walk off the other day. They have, they have a deep team. They just seem like one of those teams that has chemistry. Like, when while you're playing them, they just seem like they all are in it together and, like, want to be winning. Where my biggest issue with a team like the Phillies or the Mets has been they obviously have a very talented roster, but there are days you look at them and they just don't look like they care and they don't look like they're on the same page. One night Gene Seger, or really the whole season Gene Seger has been going off, but one night Bryce Harper's having a – great time brad miller's having a great time another night it's not as cohesive of, of a unit yeah 
what do y'all think about the Reds in terms of the playoff hunt? Because they're obvious. I like technically, I know they're not, you know, out of the division race yet, but eleven games back, they're out of the division race. Um, but wild card wise, they're only one or two games out. What are your thoughts? They've got some talent, especially offensively, at, in in that infield with Vado having a great year, and uh, they they got a guy at second base who's pretty good. <laughs> um so you know what are your thoughts on the reds getting to the playoffs give um i think that this like wild second wild card chase because obviously the dodgers or giants are going to get the number one spot uh it's just a matter of who comes in number two i think padres reds phillies cardinals mets are the are the five teams that could possibly get it and i see cincy as probably the second best team in that group behind san diego um, especially because Blake Snell has been on fire since the All-Star break. Um, but I could easily see the Reds making a push for the wild card. I don't think they're going to win the division. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but they have a, a deep lineup with some good pitching and a solid bullpen, and that could push them over the edge over the Padres. Yeah, I mean, I think – I mean, obviously they're not winning Central, but – I think they're easily the most dangerous team right now. I mean, the Padres are more talented, but you look at their lineup. They have one of the best offenses in the league. Sonny Gray's been pitching really well recently. Tyler Maley's been pitching really well recently. Wade Miley has a bit has had a bit of a come up. Like their they their issue has always been pitching, and they're getting some production from their pitching now. Yeah. So I I tend to think that they're like I see them as the favorite in my mind just because. I see this being a little bit of a drop-off year for San Diego, not to mention that they have to play the Giants and the Dodgers who are just demolishing everyone in sight at this point. So I think they're the most dangerous team, but it's going to be a fun one to watch. Yeah. Yeah, I I really think that the Padres are, are shooting themselves out of it at this point. I don't see them holding on to this spot for very long. Yeah. Especially as we talked about considering their schedule and just the way that they've been playing. Tatis is starting to cool off a little bit. He's really got to make a name for himself for these next couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, the fact that they have to play the Giants and Dodgers is easily the, like, worst schedule out of all of these teams competing. Because the Mets and Phillies, they have to play their division. That's easy. (laughs) Um, And the Reds, they have the Pirates, uh, the Cardinals, just aren't inspiring i i kind of agree with adam i think that the reds are probably the favorite here and i mean just just to point out even more how bad uh san diego has or has as a schedule and being in that division out of the last 25 games 16 of them are against either san francisco or the dodgers and then (laughs) the other teams they play are atlanta uh st louis and then they have two games against the angels that is a tough road to a playoff. Spot. It's yeah, that's not fun. No. They're uh, <laughs> they could they could go for twenty five here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen, but they uh... calling it now, guys. The Angels <laughs> not winning again this season. <laughs> the twenty five game collapse. Oh my god. Um, should we move on to NL award winners, or should we go to the AL playoff picture first? We should talk about the AL a bit. We got yeah. we got an interesting AL East. We do. Yeah. Um, Tampa's taking it, but 
look, I mean, there's three top teams in the uh, in the wild card race. Yankees a half game in front of Boston, who are three games in front of Toronto. And obviously Seattle, Oakland are also in the mix there as well. But the three of them being from the same division, being two, three, four in that division too. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. got to be that's got to be fun. It's nuts. It's a ridiculous division right now. I mean, the only bad team is the second worst team in baseball in the Orioles. <laughs> or I'm sorry, nope, the worst. Um, so yeah, that's going to be an extremely fun wild card race to to watch. Uh, the Rays obviously taking their division. The White Sox obviously taking their division. What's interesting is although the Astros have had a stranglehold on the division for most of the season. They are currently playing against the Mariners, and if the Mariners win the last two games of the series, they're only going to be three and a half games out of first. Yeah, they're um, making up. They're making up ground. They've. They're not out of it yet. Yeah, no, they're not. Um, and if Houston has to play in a wild card game, I mean, I still see them winning, but they're also in that wild card mix. Yeah, um, you. But you don't want to be. I'm in general. You don't want to be in that wild card game. No, no. I mean, the the one game game playoff is incredible for entertainment. It is not not exactly the best for a team that just fought their entire season to make it in. Yeah, yeah. But just to go <laughs> the, back, the goal is to win? the goal is to win the division. <laughs> <laughs> so um, as we as we speak, they actually just uh, I think it's the Yankees just won. So the Yankees and the Red Sox are tied for that uh, for the wild card spots. And let's just talk about what the what that game would look like to have a wild card game for the Yankees versus the Red Sox for the oh first time God. ever. Gosh. Yeah, I mean, that is that would be the most exciting game maybe of all time. Red Sox Yankees in a winner take all one game scenario. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. You gotta fill the seats up. Gotta get it half and half for that. That's how you really get it bumping. Get all the animosity into the room as much as goddamn possible. We need this atmosphere mad, bumping, hype, serious baseball playoff energy. Not to mention you got Garrett Cole most likely, and then maybe maybe even Chris Sale on the mound for yeah. the Red Sox. I mean, that like, fun pitching matchup. Jesus, just imagine the atmosphere. I know. Oh yeah. It'd be so much fun to watch. Oh my goodness! But uh, don't don't count those other teams out though, because the Red Sox are slumping, and, and the Toronto Yankees... is Toronto's a fun team. Toronto's got a great lineup, a lot of young guys, a few up and coming rotation players or uh, starters too. Absolutely lethal offense in Toronto. Yeah. Um, and also, I mean, Seattle, they have a bad win-loss, per, or, I'm sorry, a plus-minus run differential. But, I mean, they're only five and a half games behind the Astros. Like, they have been on fire recently, even after they made their trade with uh, Kendall Graveman for Abraham Toro. He's been pretty good for them. What, like... That would be one of the weirdest stories in sports, especially coming out of a franchise that has been historically bad recently. They have don't seem to have a very talented roster. And then on top of that, at the trade deadline, trading one of their better players for essentially a like a futures trade, trying to uh, like a, a trade that most rebuilding teams would make. Yeah. So yeah. not like totally ruining the the chemistry of the team. 
And if they were to make a run right at the end to make the playoffs, that would just be just, just be a, a fun story to add I into mean, the, the equation. The irony of it would just be <laughs> yeah. unreal. It'd be crazy. But honestly, I'd love to see the Mariners in a postseason game. I would too. I would have. I would love. I think it would be good for them. They need it, man. It's been how many years? They have the longest streak or longest drought in the MLB currently. Uh, It may be the longest drought in sports now. I know it's up there. It's maybe between them and the Kings. The Mariners have last made the playoffs in 2001 when they won 116 and however many losses. (laughs) Yeah, no, the uh, I think it is them actually have to check for the i know because the kings are probably the longest shot in the nba kings last last made the playoffs in oh three i think i don't know it's close yeah it's close anyway who do you who do you you guys have a making the wild card then adam who you got Oh, oh, we got some good teams here. I, the Yankees are streaking and they're the Yankees. I hate to say, but I think they're, I think they're going to be in there. And, uh, oh, you're going to make me do this. I want to say Toronto just, just for fun. I'm also going to go with the Yankees. Because I don't know if you remember this, but I did say a few months ago that uh, Boomball, it's back. It's better than ever. Oh, no. <laughs> going to the playoffs. Did I say they were going to the World Series or did I say the uh, ALCS? I'm not. I don't remember. I said one of the two. Something. Yankees are taking one of them. I'm going to give the other one to the Mariners. Why not? Okay. Oh, Why not? Hold on, hold Interesting. Ending um, playoff yeah. droughts in 2021. Wow. I also have the Yankees going. I just think that since the since the trade deadline, they have been really, really good. Although Joey Gallo has not been good. That was a bad trade. Um, but I have Oakland taking the second wild card. They have been to the playoffs the most times in the past, what, four or five years. They know what they're doing. I have full trust in Oakland to just turn it on, get hot, and just overtake the Mariners, the Red Sox, and the Blue Jays. I Bob Melvin is maybe the best manager in the MLB. Um, they they'll find a way. They're the team that you never talk about, but they always seem to be there. Yeah, like yeah. them them and the Rays don't seem to ever take a step back. Yeah, no. Well, let's uh, get into some. MVP Cy Young award talks, All shall right. we? Let's, Let's uh, go back to the National League to start with the – no, let's stay in the American League. Screw it. We're staying in the American <laughs> League. Are, are you sure? Are you sure? Yes. Maybe National? Executive <laughs> hey, Julian, decision. Which league do you like better? That's what we should start with. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like – both leagues equally i'm an uh, unbiased commentator okay I see. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll start with the american league okay um mvp you made it too easy yeah you know hey otani okay i vladdy <laughs> vladdy is my runner-up but the things that Shohei otani are doing is just 
we have never seen it before, ever. Plain and, and simple. May never see it again. No. It's, the way, it's the way they take their room these days, not not to be able to do multiple positions, let alone do two of them at the major league level, at the highest, at the like peak of the MLB. In the same game. Yeah, in the same <laughs> game. <laughs> it's I, I've never seen anything like it. It's it's unbelievable. It's a yeah. shame he's on the West Coast because he would be an even bigger like he's already almost the face of baseball right now. He would be the biggest face right now. The only issue is that he he plays at ten o'clock every night. Honestly, and he's on a shit team. Yeah, that too. That <laughs> oh, just, like Trout. Just, so, just so happens to also have the best player in the MLB who yeah. doesn't get the credit he deserves either. Uh, well, yeah, and maybe it's the Angels' fault. Yeah. It's. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to see Vladdy win an MVP, but it's not this year. No. Yeah, he'll have opportunities, though. He'll have opportunities. He will. I mean, he's had a great season hitting the ball, but unfortunately, he can't also pitch. No. Um, <laughs> put him on the mound. Is, maybe, maybe he can win MVP. You, you know, you're right. Let's put Vladdy Jr. out there for a start Let's to try see. and get him the MVP. <laughs> Let's see what happens. <laughs> see what he can do. 100-mile-an-hour steamer coming from Vladdy Jr. <laughs> All right, so that was pretty uh, all said and done. I yeah. figured that that was going to be the case for the MVP. Um, Cy Young, are we as unanimous on the AL Cy Young? <laughs> if, you, if you win the MVP and you don't win the Cy Young, I, I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> you have him for Cy Young too. You got it. I mean, if you're the best, if you win the MVP because you're the, I mean, I guess in his case, he is the best pitcher and the best hitter. I don't think so. So, so maybe this could be an odd case. Given that, given his strength, I, I don't think so. I, I just want to give it to him. Okay. <laughs> it's just too good. I mean, it'd be fun a... to see. It would yeah. be, but it's not that. Um, I don't think Shohei Otani is also going to win Cy Young. Not the best uh, pitcher in baseball. No. I'm fair actually. I'm, yeah, fair I'm going to give it to Robbie Ray. <laughs> that's that's what I was looking at too. He's yeah, he's had an shot. insane few weeks. He's Robbie been, Ray been has been ridiculous since the all-star break it and like he was good in the first half too uh he has had a lot of issues in the past couple years but since he got to toronto this year something has clicked with him and he has been phenomenal and it's exactly what toronto needs too he's also like as old as time he's been in the league for years i think he's like 30 i don't think he's that old even not at oldest time. He's, he's 29. But he's been – okay, This is, he's been in the league for, like, what is it, seven years, eight years? Fair okay, fine. If you're on the Diamondbacks, you just age faster. I, I think that's what <laughs> is, uh, is that who you got too, Adam? Robbie Ray? Yeah. Yeah, I, I had him penciled down. I, I don't know. I feel like just because MV – I guess this is the one word case where it's not my like my assumption is just if you could win it as a pitcher, then you've got to be you've got to also be the or if you could win the MVP as a pitcher, you've got to be the Cy Young. But I guess he's also winning as a hitter. Yeah. So I, I, I did. I did have Robbie Ray penciled in okay. when I was actually thinking about it, not just talking. <laughs> so <laughs> well, who do you have? I actually have Garrett Cole. OK. Um, Robbie Ray is on the short list. And I think it's close between the two. If you look at their stats, there's a lot of similarities there. I just think that I think Gary Cole the, tech, though. the splits with the spider tech. It's awful. <laughs> he's been good. Okay, that was for a period, yes. He, but he's he recovered. Back. He's been good since the All Star. He did recover 
I just can't turn away with that. Like that's in my mind, that just means too much. And if you if you had that big of a drop off, I I I just don't he, see it, and I don't want okay. it. If he look, I I'll give it to you. If he again, if he had a crap rest of the season, sure. He had a crap few starts, right? I'll give you that. But once he got used to it, he was back to himself. It was literally just a grip thing for him. Yeah, That's... I mean, Garrett, Garrett Cole is my runner-up. I mean, he has also had a ridiculous season. Like Julian said, like the spider attack issue was only for a couple of games. Um, but he has been really good since like mid-August. Like he's been really, really good. Um, but I just think the fact that Robbie Ray has been more consistent, I guess, this season, uh, I just, I like him also as a lefty. Um, I like him for the Cy Young. Also, just to put in, like, it it shouldn't factor into it, but uh, Garrett Cole being consistently good other years also hurts him in a way because Robbie Ray hasn't really been up for a Cy Young in a while. Yeah. We're given that Garrett Cole has been in the conversation. He doesn't. He's not going to get as many votes because of that. If he put up this year after having a bunch of terrible years, he would be getting more votes, in my opinion. Yeah, that's fair. Robbie Ray could very well win it. I he I just have Garrett Cole. All right. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Um, other MVP race and. Oh wait, no, sorry, wrong. Manager of the year. Before we switch over, almost forgot about that. <laughs> Manager of the year. Al, who we got? I have Scott Service. Uh, manager of the Mariners. Uh, I mean, like we mentioned before, the Mariners, they just don't seem to have like a very good team, but they just continue to find a way to win. The reason that their um, run differential is so in the negative is because when they lose, they get blown out, but they're really good in close games, uh, which is why they're in the wildcard hunt. Uh, and that has a lot to do with the way Scott Service has managed the team. So I give it to him. Yeah, I would, I would have to agree with that. I mean, I my two picks are the polar opposites in the sense where one of them is Kevin Cash, mm. and but the Rays are good every year. It doesn't matter who they have, and even though they're, I mean, their team is crazy old, other than like Randy Rosarena and Wander Franco, but Nelson Cruz coming back, doing, I don't even know how. Kevin Kiermaier is still playing. I mean, they, they've got a, they've got an old team and they just always are turning out new arms, getting, getting everything out of every player. Um, He's the classic pick. I I'm always tempted to give it to them, given that he's winning one of the toughest divisions in baseball, but at the same time, I have uh, Seattle penciled in with you there for uh, the other, just because they do not have the talent to be in the position where they are, Yeah. but you already went over that. Joel, what about you? Well, this is uh, boring because you guys said both of my names. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> um, I had Kevin Cash as my <laughs> top pick alongside with Adam. Um, but I also don't hate Scott Services being uh, manager of the year because, as you were saying, the manager, the, the managers, the Mariners, expected to be tanking at the trade deadline they're expected to be tanking yeah. and he still manages to keep them in the playoff race 
Yeah. To, to keep the spirits high after that, even when there were like, there were reports also, it wasn't even just like skepticism that they were like having issues. There were reports saying that there were issues in the dugout and that certain players were very upset. And to keep that going, you have yeah. to give it, you have to give it props. Yeah, absolutely. Huge. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. No, no. <sighs> Julian, go to your favorite league. <laughs> I never said it was my favorite league. You said that. I told you I don't have a favorite league. <laughs> Impartial. 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 My, my favorite league is the Amnet League. That was all. MLB. Just kidding. Just, just yeah. just no, we'll all right. Well, <laughs> National League MVP. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Well, I have Bryce Harper winning the MVP in the NL. Um, I, I know that most people are going to have Tatis, but he is my runner up. I think Bryce Harper has finally had that season where it's like, wow, he's actually worth that contract. Um, he has been probably the Phillies most consistent heater hitter outside of Reese Hoskins, but he went down with an injury and he, I mean, since Hoskins went down, Harper has showed why he's an MVP candidate. He has been so good, leading to leading to a Philly surge in some sort of way. <laughs> a surge in the Philly standpoint, where it's yeah. like win 10 games, lose another 11, but then win another five. So it's, it's okay. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, full, full transparency, Harper is favorite, one of my favorite players love what he stands for love the passion he plays for just watching the ball with the bats insane Mm. pains me to say this i cannot have him as my mvp this year he is he's been doing great he's been helping the phillies win a bunch of these games but honestly when i look at the phillies lineup gene segura has been an insane leader all year he has not stopped hitting i mean he's hitting over 300 and he has been the entire time i mean Try and find a game where he ha- he hasn't had at least one or two hits. Um, I like Bryce Harper's been good, but another thing that I have against him is just that it, I don't even know if this is his fault, but the team hasn't rallied around him a lot. I mean, recently he's been he's been getting a surge, but the majority of the season, all of his home runs were solo shots, and they weren't really in clutch moments either, which is very unlike him. I I like him like. He's having a good season. His stats he's putting up are great. I It just feels like he'd be winning it by default because there's not many NL guys who really stand out this season other than Jacob DeGrom, who hasn't played in months. But, so, I mean, my my pick is Castellonis. He's calmed down a little bit recently. I'm, I'm sorry, what what did you just say? <laughs> I, I, speak, I speak Spanish, too. Nick <laughs> <Is it> Castellanos? <laughs> The Castellonis. <laughs> what? Oh um, Nick, Nick from uh, the Reds used to play in Detroit. I'm sure you've all heard of him. Um, I'm also just again. I can't continue. It may be over. Um, um, the Red, the Reds have been doing well. They've been surging recently they had a really good start to the season their offense has been leading the league for the majority of the year 
Um, I'm also just a sucker for average. I think that that shows what a pure hitter is like. Um, leading lead, league in average, doubles, right up there with almost everything else. I, I just like what he's been putting up this year. I like what he's been bringing around him. Got to be my pick. Also was looking at uh, Soto a bit, but Nationals just suck. Yeah, I I think that for two years in a row, Juan Soto probably could have won, won an MVP, but the Nats are just so bad that no one's going to look at it. Yeah. This is a tough one for MVP this year. Um, I'm torn. But um, since I don't really know who to go with, I'm going to go with the guy who's been the best player for a majority of the year, and that's Fernando Tatis. Um, I think this could change if the Padres slump out of the playoffs. I think in that case, I would be more liable to give it to, honestly, probably Buster Posey or Brendan Crawford, um, someone from the Giants or maybe a Dodgers player as well. Um Probably not Trey Turner because he was traded there, honestly. And I don't like giving it to a guy who switched midseason. I was going to um, say, you can pick anyone from the Dodgers, though. <laughs> yeah, like they've just been an all-around entity. Tatis really is the heart and soul of that Padres team. And, again, if they don't make the playoffs, I think it looks a lot worse. But can, based on the fact that they're currently sitting in a wild-card position and he's been their guy all year and he's – Again, there's no other – I don't see it for Bryce Harper personally. I'm with Adam on this one. I don't think he's had a lot of big moments. Um, I think Tatis has had more big moments than Bryce Harper has personally. Um, yeah, like there's a reason why Tatis is my runner-up. Like he has had yeah. a phenomenal season. Um, but often voters tend to look more at the second half of the season. And as you mentioned before, Tatis has cooled down a bit. I mean, he's still been good, but he's more on the decline and Harper's more on the incline. And I think that's what will push Bryce over the edge. Um, He's my favorite stat is OPS. Well, counting stat is OPS. Um, And he's the only player in the national league with an above 1000 OPS. Um, so, I mean, Tatis is right there with 998, but still, um, I don't know. I just think that the trajectory is going to help Bryce Harper in this situation. I I will say with Tatis, I mean, voters aren't going to look at this, but if you're talking about value, like value, just in the word, the Padres for two years now have gone when uh, Tatis has been on the field. And when he's been injured, they plummeted. When he's been yeah. bad the past few weeks, they've been awful. Like, they they fully go where Tatis takes them. So even though they have a very talented roster, if you're talking about straight-up value to their team, I'm, I'm not sure anyone could beat Tatis. Yeah, uh, that is that is a fair point. <laughs> All right. Um, man, Cy Young. I almost said manager of the year. I knew I was forgetting one. Cy Young <laughs> for the NL. Um, this is an interesting one, too, because I think if we were having this discussion in July, we would all be saying Jacob deGrom, it would be a closed book, no questions asked, we can move on to the next thing. But uh, Jacob deGrom got hurt, 
and is probably not coming back as we talked about earlier. So we got to pick someone else. <laughs> um, who you guys got for your uh, Cy Young? What I mean, first off, just what a year for some of these NL pitchers. I mean, there are the the amount of pitchers with an ERA under two point five this year. I mean, Woodruff, Burns, Bueller, and Scherzer, ironically, only on two teams, but. Still, I mean, they're the top pitchers in the league this year in a year where there has been a good amount of runs scored, especially recently. That's, I mean, they, they've been putting up numbers. Um, I don't know. This may be biased because the Dodgers have been so good recently. Um, but Walker Bueller, I mean, he's, what is it, second in ERA. He's uh, top 10 in strikeouts. His uh, whip is at – he's second in whip. Like, I mean, you look at any any of the top stats for pitching, and he's right there. And, I mean, the team is going with him as well. He's been there the entire year. He's been dealing all year. I, I just don't see any blemishes. Yeah, my winner and runner-up are both Dodgers. Um, but I am picking Max Scherzer to win the Cy Young Award this season. He has been – Although he was on the Nationals, he was so good. He's been good the entire season. He has the lowest ERA in the MLB. He um, leads, or I'm sorry, is second in the NL in strikeouts. And he has the lowest whip by far of anyone. And the next closest is Walker Bueller. Max Scherzer, although he was traded midseason, has been so insanely good all season and he has shown that last year and kind of 2019 as well he looked a little slow but he's back to his Cy Young ways and I I really think he's gonna win his fourth Cy Young I could I could definitely see that I mean another another interesting point is Wheeler and I mean just by his first half he should be in the conversation because he was winning almost every game letting out maybe one run going at least seven I mean, just to say that he's had three complete games is huge. I mean, yeah. this year there's been two other guys with complete games, which is pretty incredible given how short starters go into the game at this point. He definitely has an argument there. He just every, – every time he stepped on the mound earlier in the season, it, it was going to be a win. The past few games have not been the same, and it's, it's a shame because I think he had – he, he had the fast track to it, but I think he, I think he's lost at this point. And, and another stat that I want to point out, which I, I really think truly shows the dominance of a pitcher is batting average against. And Max Scherzer is far and away the leader in that category at 0.181. And then Walker Bueller is the second lowest with a 193. I mean, they, those they two flip-flop. guys. They flip-flop in almost every, <laughs> in almost every uh, uh, category here. Those two guys are are ridiculous. I just think because Scherzer leads in probably more important categories, although he has thrown less innings, which might hinder him, but I still see Mad Max winning it. That's a fair point. Someone who I think should be mentioned, um, who has he surged on late, but I don't think he's in the running for it anymore. Uh, Kevin Gossman, I think, should be at least mentioned. Um, cause I think he's had a really, really good season. He had a really bad little stretch in like that after the all-star break though. Um, so again, I'm not saying he's my pick for it at all, but I, another guy we talked about Wheeler, I think Gossman should also be in the conversation. And um, 
I'm sorry. And all three of the Brewers starting pitchers too. I was going to say that too. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you're, you're to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just can't see not giving it to Max Scherzer. I, he's, he's the best pitcher in baseball. I truly believe that he's been the best pitcher in baseball for the last what five six years. Well, well, let's let's say maybe not the uh, best. Hopefully, but... Jacob Degrom is the best pitcher in baseball. But... Fair, right? I'll give you that. Right, sorry, but Max Scherzer has been in the top three for the past five ten years. Yes, yeah. Yeah. no doubt. If we're talking um, about best pitchers of the decade, he's easily one, two, or three. Yeah, yeah, probably higher than three. Yes. I, uh, we, we can make we, that argument another, another day. It's <laughs> yeah. kind of between him and Kershaw, but we can get to that. I put him ahead of Kershaw, honestly, based on playoffs. I do too. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I think Walker Bu- it's, it's tough for Walker Bueller having a guy walk into your rotation and take the Cy Young from you. But yeah. <laughs> I think Max is probably going to do that this year. Man, the Dodgers, literally, a, a Dodger gets hurt and you replace him with an all-star. Like, I know. They're, you look, I mean, you talk about talented rosters. They're essentially doing what the Rays do with development and just churning out new guys, but they also have the money to buy a Mookie Betts and to buy a, a Max Scherzer and Trey Turner in the same trade. Like, it's crazy. They're, they're, they're the closest thing to a dynasty. They, they're a dynasty. They're, they're a dynasty. They're not, yes, they are. <laughs> they in are. fact, a dynasty. Um, well, uh, so final thoughts on Cy on Cyan. Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer. It's close. <laughs> it's close. It, you, you talk to me a different day, it may be different. I, I just like Bueller because he's been leading them the whole time. Okay. Max Bueller. All right, cool. Close enough. Um <laughs> manager of the year in the NL. Ooh, I did not even put a runner up because I think that this is a unanimous decision. Gabe Kapler. Yep. Oh my God! Yeah, Gabe. I, I wanted I wanted to just mention Craig Council because he's been doing a great job with the Brewers, and they don't have a talented enough roster to be where they are right now. I think. Um, but yeah, Gabe Kapler. I mean, you talk about like rosters <laughs> had a ton of talent. Yeah, <laughs> I mean a rusty Buster Posey, rusty uh, Brandon Crawford. You put in a few like okay players. The I, I don't know how they are. They are. Yeah. In in a great division, no less. Yeah. And I mean, and let's not forget his reputation before this job too, which he was probably the worst manager in baseball. Yeah, yeah. It was the Giants were laughed at for hiring him, and yeah. now they are competing head to head with one of the best baseball teams ever assembled. Yeah. Um, to you know, go for the division. It's it's not close. It's Gabe Kapler. Yes, I mean this is what his. Uh, was was he there for the shortened season? This is his second season. He was there for the shortened yeah, season. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, still, you went through COVID, and then now you're. Or, I mean, the Dodgers are now running him up, but been the best team in baseball the majority of the year with yeah. nothing there. I mean, that's yeah, quite impressive. It's awesome. It's awesome to see that stuff, man. That's that's what you love about this stuff is, it, is it when shows, you see shows, guys... It shows why you give managers second chances, like. He, he did not show much as, as on the Phillies. The big thing about being a coach is adjustments. He yeah, he adjusted to something. He learned something from his time in Philly, which he found it out. Well, he's still yeah. here. But, You're um, welcome, Kapler. 
Yeah. Um. Anything else on the MLB here, real quick, before we head over to the NFL? I mean, we should pick probably ALNL winners in a World Series matchup. We should do that. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> I, I guess. Fine. All right. Um. <laughs> who wins have... the AL? Who wins the NL? Who's in the World Series? I am changing one of my uh, picks from the last time we did this. Uh, and that is going to be in the AL. I have the Yankees going all the way. Oh, you're on the train, huh? I am. Welcome I to the boom train, baby. I hate the Yankees, but the way that they're surging just feels like one of those seasons. Even if they have to play in a wild card game, I just – I don't know. I, there's just something about the Yankees right now that I am just feeding into. Um, Giancarlo is playing better, and when he's on fire, I mean, we know what he can do. Yeah. Um, Aaron Judge has been so good this season all year, um, and they finally have Anthony Rizzo. Hopefully, Joey Gallo heats up for him. I mean, they're a deep team, and Garrett Cole could possibly win the Cy Young too, so – I like the Yankees going all the way. And then in the NL, I'm sticking with my team. I'm sticking with the Brewers. I think that they have the type of roster and heart to beat a team like the Giants or Dodgers. All right. All right. Uh, you took my Brewers pick. I was looking at them. But uh, I don't know. National League, I, I, I want to say the Brewers. I really do. And I want to say any team but the Dodgers. <laughs> I just don't think I can. <laughs> I think that they're going to win this, the, uh, their uh, division. And at that point, I just, I think they're the, I think they're the best talent, uh, best team talent wise. I think they have the mojo going now. I think they have playoff experience. They have enough pitchers to field the hall of fame team. Like I, I just don't, I just don't see anyone else taking it from them, but I don't know. I may go American League. There are some really interesting teams there. It may be a bad idea to go against Tampa Bay because they're another perennial. And I'm, I'm not I'm not picking the same matchup as last year. I think I'm going to pick the same matchup from a few years ago. Houston have 80 wins. They've been flying under the radar. No, everyone sort of forgot about their little scandal. They still got Bregman and Altuve. And uh, Correa, and I don't know. I could just see them taking something. But uh, honestly, you got you're you're, you're going to get five great teams coming out of the AL. I, I I don't see a huge disparity between any of them. But White Sox should be interesting. But they're they're just very young. Yeah, yeah, they're young, but they're going to be my pick. I think looking at them, if you look at them, right? Yeah, they're young. They got managerial experience, and they have a really good bullpen. Those are the things that I think are two really important things when you go into a playoffs, and their hitting is still good, right? Talk about – like, I didn't even talk about their hitting or their pitching, which are both pretty damn good. Yeah. I think that they're the most complete team, um, so that's why they're my team in the NL. And the AL. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I love the NL so much I can't even – predict the team from the i'll pick al teams to win the nl um for the nl i've got the dodgers um the, yeah and I, I really hate picking great they're like picking the easy pick but like they're just i, I think they're just too easy for me i like 
I, I, I just can't go against them. So, they're, like, they're like the Pats from from the past, like every year they had uh, Brady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, um, <laughs> I'm sticking with the Yankees, but I, I do think that the Rays, Astros, and White Sox all can easily make it to the World Series exactly. and win it. I, I I would say another the Yankees the Yankees are streaking they have the team they have a good amount of experience I would say though that wild card game if they're able to get out of it it takes a ton out of your team because usually yeah. you you use your starter usually the starter doesn't last that long and you sometimes even bring in your day two uh your second starter and your relief pitching is usually pretty uh pretty beat up it's it takes a toll and then you you start out with who's going to be how's the rotation going to match up? Cause then you're facing uh, the best teams, number one, and you don't even have your number one for at least uh, three games. So, yeah, I mean, but look at the 2019 nationals. They used both Max Scherzer oh, and Steven Strasburg in the wildcard game and went on to win the world series. So you never know. Anything is possible. Yeah. Both play on the field. And I'm sorry, the one other thing I did want to say is that the Dodgers, they are great in every single spot, but the back end of their bullpen can be shaky at times, um, especially if they get used a lot in the playoffs. And Kershaw, Scherzer, they're not guys who are known for going deep in the playoffs. Um, True, true, but they have enough depth on their rotation that once you get into the playoffs, you could start stacking guys. And yeah, they'll, they'll they like if they're able to rest some of their bullpen because they're having their fourth starter who's better than most teams one going in the sixth inning, like that that can be a that could really aid that bullpen. That's true. Yeah. It's a good point. But the Brewers have Josh Hader and Devin Williams, so yeah, Josh. Josh Hader may get some innings this this uh, offseason. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see about that. All right, so let's uh, switch gears into the NFL now. Right, we've uh, done some baseball talking today. Home runs, singles, doubles, whatnot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> favorite, right. favorite leagues. Oh yeah, favorite leagues. <laughs> um, so we got I got three games for you guys here today. Okay. Actually, I technically have four, but I'll only give you three of them at my discretion. Um, they're fun. For week one, we'll talk about them, make picks, chat shit. Jaguars, Texans. Yes, yes. of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> Trevor first game debut? on the docket, though. What? I said Trevor Lawrence debut? Yeah, yeah, that's true. A little bit Trevor in Lawrence, Tyrod Taylor. Travis Edmond <laughs> on the bench. <laughs> All right, let's walk in. Um, actually, our first game is going to be Cardinals Titans. Noah, mm-hmm. got a fun one there. Yeah. Um, thoughts on the game in general? Ah, see, I love my Cardinals. I really love my Cardinals, but. Our defense, I don't know what it's going to give, especially with Malcolm Butler retiring so suddenly. And the Titans' offense is just so loaded. Uh, I have a really hard time picking the Cardinals. And that's why I'm going to pick the Cardinals, uh, because they're my team and I can't not pick them. But 
the Titans are probably going to win the game. <laughs> that, was, that was a very good pitch. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I was honestly going to lean Cardinals anyway, too. I mean, uh, Tannehill's coming off an injury. Julio is new and like he, he doesn't have a ton of chemistry with uh, Tannehill yet, especially with him being out. Um, they got all the weapons in with AJ Brown also, but uh, who am I forget? They also got another receiver, whatever. Um, <laughs> but I mean, obviously they got Derrick Henry, but Derrick Henry doesn't usually wake up till a few games in anyway. Yeah, that's true. So like, I don't know. I've always just really liked the Cardinals and Kyler Murray. He's, I mean, Murray knows how to run around. He knows how to get uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, Hopkins will take it himself either way, but you know. uh, <laughs> I don't know. I could see Kyler Murray getting a good amount of rushing guards and putting up some numbers and taking one of those weird week one games. So two of us have picked the Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Here, here we go with the jinx. <laughs> well, so you see what happened was, is I had a whole talk lined up about how I was going to talk about my trendy upset pick for the week being the goddamn Arizona Cardinals. Ah, <laughs> but apparently okay. it's not even an upset pick anymore. <laughs> 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 apparently it's not. I, I'm just I'm just going along and picking the favorite like a bum. <laughs> but, I mean, like, to talk about it, honestly, the Titans' defense is not impressive. Yeah. I mean, look, the Cardinals' defense isn't either. No. <laughs> but if these two offenses are getting into a shootout, I would much rather have the Cardinals. I'm going to be honest. I think the Titans are much more of a run and play defense team, although they don't play defense very well. Like they do have these great receivers, but I don't know. I just see this game turning into a track meet and I like the Cardinals if that's what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I did like, I did shit talk my Cardinals, but their offense is really good and the Titans defense is not. So you know, like I could easily, you know, see this running into a shootout. And like you guys said, I would rather have the Cardinals. I think we have a deeper receiver rotation. Um, and I'd like Kyler Murray's legs more than Derrick Henry's in this game. Ooh, that's a good take. I, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Definitely, definitely pick up some fantasy guys for this game, I'd say. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. The Titans are also just a hard team to even call a favorite. Like, they're obviously a very talented team. They've like they've made the playoffs a few times. They've made a few big games. They just feel like one of those teams who beats up on the bad teams and will and like will beat some of the games that they have no like should not be in. Yeah. But they just don't seem like one of those teams that consistently wins the good games. And this feels like one of those good games that they're just not going to take. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mike Vrabel is very inconsistent at stepping up to the challenge. I've noticed he does like it. There are games where he looks like Bill Belichick, and there are games where he looks like uh, Josh McDaniels. How about uh, Jeff Fisher? (laughs) Bill O'Brien? Oh, God. Well, (laughs) let's hope we're all right. Go Cards. Go Cards. All right. (laughs) Interesting. That was not how I thought that one at all was going to go. I guess that's why I say him. Um, Next game. Cross-country sports. Next game, we got a a little bit more of a a defensive slog. We got the Steelers and the Bills. Oh, another interesting one. I got the Bills. I got the Bills. I don't know. I just, 
Like I said in our NFL preview, I just don't see the Steelers really doing that much this season. And the Bills are one of the best teams in the AFC. I Yes, it's going to be a defensive battle, but I just think the Bills are just that much of a better team. So I don't think that this is going to be particularly close. Really? I think I think it'll be somewhat close at first. Um, I think that it'll take some time for Najee Harris to really get the NFL feel. Yeah. And I think that Steelers offense is really going to need that. And uh, on top of that, I mean, there can't be much more hype around the Bills right now. Josh Allen played out of his mind last year. Bills making the playoffs and this game is at home with a packed house for the I mean, I guess they had some people during COVID, but <laughs> this is going to be a packed house, packed house. I, I'm not picking them to lose their home opener. This is a trap game for me. I it Look, the signs point to the Bills. I give you that. The Bills do have the better team. But, 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 Steelers have two things going for them here. They've got Mike Tomlin, who I think is still one of the best coaches in the NFL. And they have a rock-solid defense. I also, outside of Stephon Diggs, don't love those Bills receivers still. Well, Beasley? Or, honestly, outside of Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, I don't like anyone on that Bills offense. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm going to be honest. Like, who uh, – let's let's not kid ourselves here. Who are they handing the ball off to? They don't Devin have Singletary and Zach Moss? But at the – can you really call a week one game a trap game? I mean, everyone is so hyped. Solid point. Like, everyone is so hyped for the season to start. It's week one. You're playing in front of your home crowd. This is not a trap game. It's a trap game for a prediction standpoint. Okay. In my opinion. I'm also just going to point out that Gabriel Davis has been playing, has been playing well in the preseason, but he also played, had played well last season. Like I'm not, I'm not just going to buy into the preseason hype game. Cause if that's the case, JJ Ortega Whiteside's insane, but uh, Gabriel Davis does have some chemistry with Josh Allen. And they, they do also have Emmanuel Sanders. Who's a bit, who's been a big help for many teams at this point. So I get that. I'm week one. Anything can happen. I don't think that I, I think, especially if you're a defensive focused team, you can sneak one out that team people aren't expecting you to sneak out. And I think the Steelers are going to sneak one out this week. I mean, I would argue that the Bills are also a defensive focused team. They just happen to have a great offense as well. Yeah. Bills, yeah. Bills, but Bills, last were, year Bills were playing well even before Josh Allen was really playing well. The, yeah. The Bills, I know, but them in games, they just now have an explosive side to them. They struggled defensively last year, though. Their defense was like their defense was still good, but it wasn't what it was the year before. Yeah, I don't but think they were an elite. They defense they still showed that they can be an elite defense. They I, they get their takeaways. They get their takeaways. If you remember Josh Allen's rookie season, he was bad, and the Bills made the playoffs. Yeah, he wasn't great. He was bad. I mean, he okay. had more rushing yards than passing yards in their playoff game. Like, well, that was their playoff game. They were led bad. by their defense, and they, I would argue that they still are. Also, can I mean, NFL's got a big home field advantage. They've got Bills Mafia, and yeah. you've never, like, we've, we've not seen Bills Mafia like this. It's like, the first this, time this in a It's going to be fun. Yeah. This is going to be, like, it's going to be a crazy atmosphere. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be a fantastic game. But uh, Bills Mafia is going to go home disappointed. 
All right, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I've got a toss up between two games here. Um, just, just. Say do we both. want here? Here, wait, wait. Do we want young guns or old bucks? Just say them both. And why not? You're right. Seahawks, Colts. Oh, not the Colts. The Colts. The Colts are the biggest wild card team for me. In not like making the wild card, like yeah, just yeah. question mark. Ooh, they, yep. I mean, you talk about well coached team, a team that had ever like was like clicking the entire season last year. I mean, they and they have some talent there now, but then again, you just got a new guy in Carson Wentz. Where who knows what he's gonna be? Um, not to mention he's been hurt. He may not be playing. Not to mention he had a COVID issue and he spoke out to his new team publicly about not taking vaccines that can't go well, especially in a new locker room. I mean, and not to mention Quentin Nelson also might be out. Exactly. Exactly. Like on on one hand, it's like they have a great offensive line. Carson Wentz could look like a great Carson Wentz again behind that offensive line game one though. I, I, I don't think so. I'm I'm not, I'm not going to call a game one win for them. Yeah. I also have the Seahawks. I mean, we know what Russell Wilson does in the first half of the season, and I think nothing is going to change there. Um, their defense might be a little shaky, but the Colts' offense isn't very good. So, you know, it, I don't know. I just think the Seahawks are – they might dominate this game, in all honesty. I, I could I could fully see that, yeah. I mean, Russell Wilson, it, Russell Wilson just knows what he's doing. And against a team that – I just don't feel like they will know what they're doing yet. I don't know if they will at some point in the season, but I don't think they will yet. And I, I Seahawks are a good team. Yeah. Especially with so many like question marks going into the game. There's just going to be a lot of non chemistry there. I just, it's your not quarterback, not even like, Oh, like with your quarterback and possibly shuffling along the offensive line. Yeah. Not the Colts week. Yeah, I don't think the Colts are going to win this week, but I think they'll keep it closer than you guys are thinking. I just think a sp- two things to, to keep it close. Pete Carroll sometimes decides to randomly run the ball, and yeah. I could very easily seeing him doing that. And on the other side, I do love Jonathan Taylor. I could see the Colts going run heavy to try and keep it more low scoring, especially with, with their defense. That being said... Russell Wilson is the best player on the field, so the Seahawks are going to win. Yeah, you're acting like the Seahawks have no run game, though. Chris Carson's solid. He's okay. Look, I mean, I'm not impressed. I, you yeah. know how I you, feel about. Chris you Carson. don't like Chris Carson. I, I think, don't like Chris Carson. I'm a fan of Chris Carson. I think he's a really solid option for a guy like Russell Wilson. If he's I on the field, think... he's a very good player. Yeah. I think that for the volume he gets, he's very average. But you can't really put that on him. That's more on Pete Carroll. Okay. I just he's not the kind of guy that I see breaking a lot of runs. That's my big thing. He's an average guy. Sure. He'll average four or five yards a carry. Sure. I he's not I don't see a lot of explosiveness when I watch Chris Carson. That's just my personal opinion on him. <laughs> But we we all have the Seahawks winning. <laughs> oh yeah, Seahawks are okay. Seahawks are clearly going to win this game. I don't clearly. even know why I put that wow. in the bracket. Clearly, 
Gare. No, I'm not Charles Barkley. I can't do that. Well, you, you um, did just say it was going to be closer than we thought, but now you're saying they're clearly going to win. Well, it's going to be close, but they're definitely <laughs> going to win. They're not going to lose. <laughs> okay. Come on now. No, you're clearly they're going to win, but like it, it may, may be a toss up. No, they're clearly <laughs> going to win by seven, ten points. <laughs> not a blowout. All right. Last game. Um, I thought this one was kind of fun and interesting. Dolphins Pats, Tua versus Mac Jones. We're skipping the opener. I thought Dallas Tampa is going to be an interesting one. But... I thought we were, I thought you were going to say Dallas Tampa or even Browns Chiefs, honestly. Oh, that's a good one too. I see but okay. I didn't here, wait, wait, wait. Can I just explain why I didn't pick those games? I thought that you guys were just going to go for Bucks and Chiefs. I thought that was like a I, I mean, I, I mean I'd, I'd be picking Bucks. I, yeah, I would I, pick the Bucks. Probably the we can talk Browns Chiefs. Let's do Browns Chiefs. Let's let's do Browns Chiefs. Why not? I mean, okay. The Chiefs are obviously the best. The they have the best constructed roster in the NFL. Um, but I think that mm, actually no, they're at home. I'm going Chiefs. Yeah, we see, both, yeah. We you see can, why I didn't do those games? You know, no, no, no. I'm saying it. I'm saying it just for just for podcast. I mean, now 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 you got to go as Kevin Stefanski, hometown guy. Browns need their revenge. Yeah, they're coming off the Super Bowl again. I get they. I get they may have like maybe going for something, given that they lost. I don't know. I mean, they they had a reason to lose. Their line wasn't there. The Browns got Browns can control the game with the running. Yeah. They got Chubb. They got Kareem Hunt. Baker Mayfield looks seems like he knows a little bit of what he's doing with Stefanski. They still got Odell. They still got Landry. I mean, you can't argue with the talent side of it. If they can control the game with the run. I, I mean, at that point, you, you could definitely – I could definitely see them winning. Yeah. I'm just doing it for your joy. You know what? I'll, I'll give you the argument. It's a fair argument. But let's be real. I get they've got Miles Garrett, but are they really going to do anything to stop Pat Mahomes? In fairness, how do you stop Pat Mahomes? Yeah. Exactly what they did in the Super Bowl with the bad offensive line. If Miles Garrett dominates – yeah, but like, Miles Garrett's one guy. The, and, the Bucks had a competent entire D line. Well, I mean, they also added Jadavian Clowney, who could benefit from playing on the other side of Miles Garrett. There's a reason why that guy was a number one overall pick. People have been saying that for the last ten years. When has he lived up to it? He's had a few pretty good along, seasons. He's been okay. He's been along. He was alongside JJ Watt for five years, and that D line yeah, was not those, nearly as whoa, close to his. Whoa, whoa, whoa. An injured JJ Watt season. There you go. Yeah, the, both Did of you? them. Both of them had a history of injuries. We're talking about one game. Yeah. I mean, unless you think Clowney's getting hurt in this game, it, it's got to be a talent conversation. I there. wouldn't be surprised. Well, <laughs> talent wise, I don't think that. <laughs> at least. I, I could expect him to go at least two and a half quarters. So okay, I'll, I'll count him in. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, Dolphins patch. Sure. Um, I just, another like, interesting. There's there's some interesting matchups here. Yeah, I mean Packers Saints. Like Packers Saints was one. I, that one I didn't I didn't pick. I just thought that Jameis Week One wouldn't be close. Chargers. Talk about that game too. Even, that was a, that was one that was close. Even Eagles Falcons. I mean, I, I'm excited. Kyle Pitts. Those are two bad teams. And Chargers I'm, I'm against about, Washington. I'm talking about That's interesting game. games. Interesting games to see Kyle Pitts' first game back yeah. in a in a good offense like Atlanta. 
and the Eagles with a new head coach, Hurts finally getting the reins. I think that'll be interesting, even if it may not be your top picks matchup. I mean, look, pretty much every game except for one or two this week is interesting. That's my point. We got a good week coming up. We do have a good week coming up. That's a good point. (laughs) Well, do we want to get into – let's do one more game, actually. Do we want to do – uh, how about how about this? How about this? We do one more game in depth, and then we just give picks for the rest of them. Okay. Which game do we want to do in depth? Yeah. We were um, talking Dolphins Pats. I like that pick. Yeah, Dolphins like Pats. That one? All right, let's do let's do that one in depth, and then make picks for the rest of the games. So Dolphins Pats. What do you guys think? Now that I said it, I don't know who I have. <laughs> I know. This is a fun one. I'm. Honestly, I think this is a game that I'm like, even though it has nothing to do with me, I'm legitimately excited to watch this game. Two Alabama quarterbacks, former, going head to head in for the first time in hopefully what will be a coming theme for many years. Um, the Dolphins are an up and coming team. The Patriots are getting a lot of players back from COVID. I don't know. I think these are two teams that have defenses that are better than expected and offenses that have giant question marks, obviously, because of the quarterback position. I like the Pats purely. I'm going to, I'm just going to do the Belichick factor on this one. It's kind of a toss up. Um, and I do think Brian Flores has been doing a good job in Miami. Um, but actually, no, no, no. The Dolphins have the better offense. The Patriots have no goddamn receivers. Who are we kidding? I'm I'm going with the Dolphins. <laughs> I'm sorry. So I'm actually going to go with the Pats on this one. I think that, um, Mac Jones is going to have a really, really good NFL debut. Um, and like you said, I'm going with the Belichick factor here. Like he's, the best coach in NFL history. Like he he'll find a way to win this week. I don't know. I just feel it. I mean, the Pats defense is going to be good. They're going to be without Stefan Gilmore, which really hurts, but that's hard, but the rest of the defense is solid. I mean, and we don't know what we're going to get from the dolphins offense. I mean, if we're using that point, then we don't really know. We're <laughs> okay, Pats offense. Pats either. So I guess I'm just giving the edge because of Belichick. <laughs> <laughs> Belichick back there. Yeah. <laughs> um i'm mm, i'm 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 leaning towards the belichick factor also and i mean i like the dolphins as a team i think uh flora's done a great job what i'm looking at here is uh the pff line rankings right and right now for the offensive line rankings the dolphins are 29 so second to last and in the defensive line rankings, they're 28th, so, so third to last. And that just seems, I mean, for a guy like Tua Tagovailoa, who I don't expect to be that mobile right now, um, or especially right now, um, I think that's going to be somewhat of an issue, but especially going against a coach like Belichick, I think that's going to be a major issue. Yeah. Um, and I don't see... I, I just don't see – I mean, the Dolphins have been the, pa- uh, the Patriots' kryptonite at times. Yeah, I feel like for a game, a game like this where it's the first game of the season, you got a new quarterback in Mac Jones, I think this will be one that the Patriots show up for and the Dolphins can't really, can't really hang. And it's in Foxborough. 
Yeah, yeah. That doesn't help. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Probably. I don't think either of these teams have the – like, even if Mac Jones is playing well, the guys that he's throwing to are not very good. So, I think – like, there has to be something that Belichick saw in him for him to straight up make him the starter and cut Cam. Um which does give me hope that he's going to have a good debut. But the guys he's throwing to is something that I'd be concerned about. Yeah, I mean, they did pick up Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith, and they signed Nelson Aguilar. I know it's not much, but at least they're names that people recognize now. It's very slim pickings, though. Jonu Smith, though, just on a tangent, Jonu Smith may have a solid year. I mean, Belichick Belichick likes his tight ends, and Jonu Smith has quietly been very good. He was good and, in Tennessee. And, he, and he's, a, he's a big man. He can he can catch the ball and he can get something going, get some good blocks. I, I, I could see him having a really nice year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything else to say on that game? Or uh... I got the Pats. I right. for the Dolphins, but I got the Pats. All right, well, now I've got the Dolphins. So let's go uh, picks for the week. I'll just go through the games, um, skip the ones that we've already done, obviously, and – We'll just make picks. All right, Thursday night, Cowboys, Bucks, Bucks. Oh, don't catch me dead catching or picking Dallas, Bucks, Bucks. <laughs> All right, that was easy. Um, Eagles, uh, Eagles, Eagles, Falcons. Uh, one o'clock Sunday. Uh, I got the. F- I'm sorry, I got the Eagles. Actually, Thank I you. think Pitts is gonna have a good debut, but I, I have the Eagles. Yeah, go birds. I think uh, I think it'll be interesting to see Sirianni. I don't think anyone really knows what to expect. I think some of what he's shown in preseason could be pretty interesting. I don't think he showed his full hand. Um, I'm not supposed to be talking that much. Go birds. <laughs> yeah, Falcons uh, are choke artists. I'm going to pick the Eagles. Um, all right, Vikings, Bengals. I got the Vikings. <laughs> Ah, Bengals, Bengals are going to be a fun team to watch this year. First game back with Joe Burrow and some new faces around. I, yeah, Bengals. Or not Bengals, not Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> Is Joe Burrow playing? Uh, I'm not, I think he may be questionable. I think, I think he's probably going to be playing, but he, he had a little bit of a setback a few days ago. Well, that's not good. We'll see. Um, it doesn't say, he's not even on the injury list. So I'm assuming that he's healthy. It may have been a week ago. Um, even if Joe Burrow's playing, I'm still gonna take the Vikings. <laughs> All right, 49ers, Lions, oh, Niners. Cool. Come on, uh, Niners. Yeah, no chance. It, there's no sane person who's picking the Lions, right? <laughs> the Lions might be the worst team in the NFL. Jared Goff taking over. It's close. There's, it's between them and the Texans. Games. Uh. So we've got, Texans we've have a good Hawks player Colts. on their bench. Ooh, Chargers, Washington. It's a good game. Uh, I'm going Washington. I'm going Chargers. Duck gang all the way. Justin Herbert, go Chargers. All right. Um, Jets, Panthers. 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 Look, Sam Darnold against the Jets game one. Maybe seeing ghosts on his former team. Yeah. I like Rob Sala. I'm going to take the Jets. Wow. 
Wow. Okay. I regret. I already regret taking the Jets. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Brown Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs. Uh, wait, we, we talk- yeah, we did. Oh, we talked about this. What, what am I doing? Um, Packers Saints. <laughs> I got the Packers. Mm, Packers. Yeah, the Saints suck. Uh, the Saints every year get blown out week one. Wait, o- over, under, awesome. over, under, how many Jameis Winston picks? Two. Over, under is two. Over, under is two. I'm going even. I'm going over. I'm going under. Oh, wow. How about that? <laughs> Split decision, baby. All right, we got a few more games, and then we'll do winner and loser. Yep. Broncos-Giants. Oh, I'm this is a bad game. going with the Broncos. <laughs> don't, don't count out Teddy Bridgewater. I'm going with the Broncos. Yeah, Broncos. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater is the best thing about this game, Broncos. <laughs> um, Bears-Rams. Rams. Um, Rams. Is Justin Fields going to come off the bench? No, and th- that's uh, that is the reason why I picked the Rams because Rams. <laughs> seems like we're in the agreement on that. One. <laughs> Ravens Raiders last one. Ravens. Oh, look! Look for the Ravens have a nice year this year. Ravens. Yeah, I think this one's going to be a slaughter fest for the Ravens. J.K. Dobbins going for 200 yards. Well, J.K. Dobbins going for injured reserve. <laughs> Dude, we're wait, we're forgetting one game. Which one? Jaguars-Texans, obviously. Oh, I skipped that one. <laughs> I, you know what? I didn't even mean to skip it. I think it was just such, just such a bad game. I just did. Jack, uh, there's an obvious choice here. There's an obvious choice here. Definitely going Jaguars. Julian? Yeah, I'm, I'm also going to take the Jags. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go for the tie. Let's get it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, that was, a, that was a fun way to go through week one. Um, I think we should go through yeah. our football every week. Yeah, that. do this every single week. That's fun. <laughs> um. All right, so uh, let's finish it off with winner and loser of the week. Let's start with our winners. All right, well, Julian, I already sent you my winner and loser of the week. Winner, football is back, baby. Let's go. You're damn right it is. You're damn right it is. Thursday at 8.20. So excited. Cowboys-Bucks is the opening game for some reason. I don't know why they chose that. But who who decided that Dallas should be on in the first game again? Like it's, I, it's supposed to be this like old Super Bowl team or former Super Bowl teams. Yeah, yeah, it should have been Packers Bucks. Oh uh, yeah, that'd be fun. I mean, a better game. It's fine. It's fine. Football's oh, wow. back. We're happy. It's fine. <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm pretty sad, honestly. I was already gonna pick a pretty similar uh, one there, but I was gonna talk about college football. I mean, the stadiums this week were just electric. Oh, my. Did that take yours, Julian? Yeah, 100%. We, we all just – our consensus is that football in as a whole is just back. Get to yeah. the stadium. It is going That's, to be fun. Yep. Can we just make our pigskin the winner of the week? The pigskin. That works. That yeah, works. sure. I do want to talk about college football, though, because it was really, really fun this week. The – atmosphere that they brought back the traditions that they brought back 
there were good games this yeah, week. What 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 about good games being week one again? That yeah. is since when? I mean, Bama blew out Miami, and not like Miami of Texas, Ohio, El Paso. Yeah, yeah. what's going I, uh, on? Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't like college football that much, but this week was was pretty awesome. It was fun to watch. I'm I'm a huge critic of college football because their schedule is always so weak everywhere. This, I mean, this week, I was watching the Penn State Wisconsin game. It wasn't even the best. Like, it wasn't even the third best game of the week. Yeah. Or it may have been the third best game of the week. It but was. It was. Yeah. It, it was a pretty good game, but. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you had, but like, it wasn't just that college football was back for me it was that you had like defensive slog vests back you had two top 10 teams played a 10-3 game you had two top 25 teams play a 16-10 game that's no. awesome penn state wisconsin 0-0 at halftime georgia clemson weren't they also a 0-0 at halftime they were they were the right they, they, they were close to that i think i don't think yeah, it, was that that it wasn't actually 0-0 i think it was three nothing yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, just the fact about that, and the funny part is, usually defensive games are a little bit like less entertaining. I thought these were just—I mean, maybe it was having fans back in the stadiums, but oh my gosh, I mean, that's definitely a big part. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that was a good riff about college football. It's a loser of the week. Julian, you know my loser of the week. Who cares? Football is back. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care. Football is back. That's all I care about, man. Uh, Football is back. (laughs) All right. right. I I mean, in the same tone, I think I'm going to pick Dallas as the loser of the week just because football is back. Um, So... (laughs) You know, this is going to be a tough year for the Cowboys. They can't go in Nate. Oh, that's true. It really sucks, honestly. What are they going to do? The eight and nine doesn't sound as good, man. Actually, actually, they can tie. They can go eight and eight. You're right. They can go eight and one. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I'm going to wrap it off with my loser of the week. Um, and my loser of the week is the University of Indiana. I mean, the University of Indiana. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were talking about like soccer or something. I was like, what? what is that? No. For those of you who don't know, um, the University of Indonesia is what it said on their uniforms when they came out of the tunnel on Saturday. <laughs> Football is back. That <laughs> uniforms, is... uniforms being misspelled are back. <laughs> Oh my god. Well, I think our consensus winner and loser of the week is that football is back. (laughs) Oh yeah, football is back. We'll see you next week after we're hyped for football being back. That's our episode of Cross Coast Sports. We'll catch y'all next time.